Welcome to Everything Retirement Planning. This is Daryl, and this is episode number 24. Your financial advisor is retiring soon. Now what? Hey, before we get started, discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member, FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Germosco Financial Advisory and Cambridge are not affiliated. Cambridge does not offer tax or legal advice. All right, so it, this does happen, all right? I mean, everybody in every career eventually is one wanting to hang up their, their hat and uh, move on to the next part of their, their journey in life. But in the next decade, more than 109,000 advisors plan to retire, which will comprise of about 38% of the industry's headcount. So it's very possible if you are working with somebody that they may want to uh, retire. And that's okay. You just need to be prepared, obviously. Um, I find that uh, a lot of people lean towards advisors that are you know, potentially early 60s or mid 50s because of knowledge they have, you know, and, and this is their overall well-being. So they, you know, the, the client wants to find somebody that can really trust, knows what they're doing. So, uh, but the same, same time, the same, at the same time, these retired, these uh, advisors could potentially be retiring, you know, before um, you are ready to <laughs> not have a financial advisor anymore. So it, the point is, is with 38% of the headcount in the financial advisory industry retiring, um, you just need to be need to be ready for that. So um, you can start asking around. Um, you can get a referral. So people that uh, you spend time with that may look similar to you, might kind of have similar interests and think similar to you and lifestyle and all that good stuff. You can ask them if they're working with an advisor and then get a referral and, and then and then go that route. Uh, one thing you want to look for is, well, first of all, hopefully it's in your the current advisor you're working with, is they're really acting as a fiduciary, which really ultimately is putting the client's interest first. I mean, that's what a fiduciary is. And you're going to know that by their process, right? And asking them questions and see how they work. Listen, I'm a financial advisor. Uh, yes, uh, just like you, you, you deserve a paycheck if you're putting effort into something that you're working. That will seem with a financial advisor. But uh, fiduciary, what I mean is, is compensation shouldn't really be too attached to, to um, compensation. Um, fiduciary is, okay, you get paid, but what's your process? What's your service plan? What should I expect from you? Uh, those are the things that are really important. Um, what do you, you know, th take self inventory. What did you like or what do you like about your current advisor? You know, and, and take note of that. Maybe it's their process. Maybe they meet with you at least once a year. Maybe you hear from them throughout the year. Maybe they've done a lot of, you know, planning work for you. Um, really, you know, um, just overall meeting your goals and monitoring and you just feel really good with, with that. So anyways, take note, take inventory of what you like. Um, then at the same time, flip of the coin, you know, what did you not like? Um, and what would you like to see? 
So maybe maybe you didn't get as service as much as you, you would have liked, or maybe you didn't hear from your advisor as much as you would like. Well, then if that person's retiring and you're looking for a new advisor, this gives you a chance to take advantage of your own experience of a relationship with an advisor. As you're talking to new advisors, ask those kinds of questions about things that you're looking for, things that are important to you, uh, and ask them, because you know, just asking, are you a fiduciary? They're probably going to say yes. It's not you. It's not like you fill out a form. I mean, I'm a CFP, uh, license. Um, I mean, along all those things, there's an ethical aspect to it. However, it's more about the process. You know, the transparency. It's um, not just going to grab some 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 money from the client. It's about once again the process, the planning. Uh, obviously, putting the client first. What are their goals? What are their objectives? And really working to to meet those, and, and some of that stuff may not be related to being compensated for. So, that's that's really key. That's what a true fiduciary is going to be. Um, you know, some people are like, well, I can't do that because what they're saying is um, that's a lot of legwork, and I won't get paid for it. Well, they're not really acting as a fiduciary. That doesn't. That might be a pretty good expert in their little niche area, but is that what you're looking for? So, um, another thing you can you can. Uh, ask your advisors about their succession plan. And what that is, is they have somebody who will succeed them, right, in their office or somebody else they've got, they have designated. So that's a conversation, usually an advisor, when they're within three years or so, they're probably going to start mentioning their game plan. And they may have at that time already introduced you to somebody. so they got that person right in their office. It's just going to be a, obviously a younger uh, advisor that's going to be taking over. Uh, they may may have molded this advisor. Uh, you probably may have met them already, possibly. That's a nice nice transition. Um, but the question is, you need to ask: is, Do I like this plan? You know, do I do I um, do I even know this person? Um, but if you haven't, you know, ask to meet with this younger person. I mean, you don't need to make a decision in that moment just to get a feel. This is going to be the new relationship you're going to have in two, three, five years uh, when the uh, current advisor obviously retires. So succession plan, not all advisors are prepared for that. Uh, it's very, very possible that their successor is not even in their office. It's, it's, some, it's just another advisor who's younger than them who has the ability to, to buy that advisor out. And you know, that, there's nothing wrong with that. But once again, you know, you're in control of what you want to do. I mean, yes, this new advisor um, may buy out your existing advisor, and and then there's a, a, a that relationship is already there, kind of like already, um, yeah. I mean, it's already kind of put in front of you about this new relationship, but you still have the the ability to decide if you want to be uh, with that advisor. Uh, ultimately, though, I think you'd want to have some sort of a preventative approach. Meaning, you know, talk to your advisor. Um, you can assume things. You know, if they start getting into their mid-60s, that's great. They're still coming to work. And some advisors will work until their mid-70s. I mean, this is a career that happens quite a bit. You know, they love what they do. Uh, they're probably getting the right support. So they're just focusing on what they love. And then rest of the business is being run by an office manager or, or some of the other uh, advisors possibly. Okay. Um just they could come out and just sell the practice is another thing. So you might not really even hear um, from the advisor. They might um, they might give you a little bit of a warning. This doesn't happen a lot just because they have a vested interest in a proper succession, a proper proper sale of the practice. It'll 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 determine you know ultimately them getting paid on the sale. 
no advisor is going to buy it without some contingencies attached to it about retaining clients. So it's pretty rare you're going to get the um, the rug pulled underneath you, and all of a sudden, you know, the practice was sold, and you're talking to some new advisors calling you. I mean, that's probably not going to happen. If it did, it's really bad because you have uh, nothing in um, a contract or commitment they need to stay with that advisor. So that very rarely happens in the industry. It's usually going to be spelled out and communicated eventually with with the, with the clients, and you're going to meet the new person or people or whatever it may be. Um, <clears throat> but that could happen. You know, this could be a, a, the advisor's succession plan, not a good one, but it could it's possible. So, so I wanted to share uh, my you know uh, twenty plus twenty one years of experience in the industry, uh, more practice management of what's happening on the other side that you should know about because it directly does affect you about, you know, your advisor retiring or has a succession plan or plans on selling their practice, uh, what that means to you. So uh, prepare you for that. It's really about asking questions, communicating, meeting new people and understanding what their service model looks like. And then you deciding, is this the right thing for me? You know, do I, will I enjoy this um, working with this person? And the thing is you could, you give them a year, give them two years, see how it feels it may work just fantastic. Everything stays the same, and you really like what they're bringing to the table, and it's all good, you know. So everyone wins in that situation, and that's how it should be. All right. So with that, if you're up against that uh, little obstacle of your advisor potentially retiring soon, now what? I'll give you a little bit of insight to uh, prepare you for that. All right. Hey, with that, I appreciate you being here, like always, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.